0: Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Thursday, July 14th. The only thing that matters. Today's scripture readings from Galatians 5, verses 4-6 through from Mike's Amplified Version, which reads, Buying into this religious system with its promise of squaring you with God renders your relationship with Christ null and void. You're not just severing a human foreskin, but divine favor from which you're now free falling without a parachute. As you plummet downward, the rest of us continue to soar upward, borne by the divine wind with our destination of being fully squared with God through deep-seated trust clearly on the horizon. You see, with a Messiah, Jesus, in the picture, the presence or absence of a foreskin means absolutely nothing. There is only one bottom line now, one thing that matters. Deep-seated trust, profoundly energized by self-offering love. This is God's word. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. It's a statement Paul makes three times, twice in this letter to the Galatians and once in his first letter to the Corinthians. And each time, he fills in what amounts to a blank as to what does, in fact, matter, a bit differently. Each summation of what does matter reflecting upon the others and further illuminating and defining them. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. What matters is faith expressing itself by love. This is our present text in Galatians. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. What matters is a new creation. That's from the sixth page of Paul's letter to the Galatians. Circumcision is nothing, and uncircumcision is nothing. What matters is keeping God's commands. That's from page 7 chapter 7 of Paul's first letter to to the Corinthian believers. This, of course, is a summation fully endorsed by rule lovers and legalists everywhere, even as it's quickly passed over by the rest of us who are left scratching our heads because we're so done with a rule-based and driven existence. And we thought Paul was too, because that's like the whole point of his letter to the Galatians, isn't it? Now, as a follow-up reading today, I'm going to suggest you give a listen to the entire paragraph in that letter to the first, you know, first Corinthians, where Paul makes this statement, because it's all exceedingly pertinent. But for now, line these three summations of what does matter side by side, and allow them to shed light on each other. What matters is keeping God's commands. What matters is faith expressing itself by love. What matters is a new creation. Andy Crouch, in his book, The Life We're Looking For, defines a human being as a heart-soul-mind-strength complex, a definition flowing out of the great commandment to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We as human beings, as heart-soul-mind-strength complexes, are made to flourish in the realm of God's expressed will and intentions, a.k.a. His commands, which means cultivating and deploying deep-seated trust, constantly working its way into practical expressions of self-emptying love, because we are daily being recreated in the divine dynamic image. Okay, back up just a tad there. Because we are daily being recreated in the dynamic divine image. Yeah, that's what matters. And don't settle for anything less. Okay, now as a bonus for you listening, I'm going to read that sentence one more time. We as human beings, as heart, soul, mind, strength, complexes are made to flourish in the realm of God's expressed will and intentions, a.k.a. His commands, which means cultivating and deploying a deep-seated trust constantly working its way into practical expressions of self-emptying love. Why? Because we're daily being recreated in the dynamic image of God Himself. And yes, that's what matters. It's so much more than keeping rules. And so don't settle for anything less. And beware of all who, who insist that you need More, That more generally being supplied by them. All they need is your credit card number. And in the case of the Galatians, your foreskin. Followed by your freedom. Now, here's that full paragraph from 1 Corinthians 7, verses 17 through 24. Hear it carefully so crucial for us on so many currently relevant levels. Paul writes, And don't be wishing you were someplace else or with someone else. Where you are right now is God's place for you. Live and obey and love and believe right there. God, not your marital status, defines your life. Don't think I'm being harder on you than on the others. I give this same counsel in all the churches. Were you Jewish at the time God called you? Don't try to remove the evidence. Were you non-Jewish at the time of your call? Don't become a Jew. Being Jewish isn't the point. The really important thing is obeying God's call, following His commands. Stay where you were when God called your name. Were you a slave? Slavery's no roadblock to obeying and believing. I don't mean you're stuck and can't leave. If you have a chance at freedom, go ahead and take it. I'm simply trying to point out that under your new master, you're gonna experience a marvelous freedom you would never have dreamed of. On the other hand, if you were free when Christ called you, you'll experience a delightful enslavement to God that you would never have dreamed of. All of you, slave and free both, were once held hostage in a sinful society. Then a huge sum was paid out for your ransom. So please don't, out of old habit, slip back into being or doing what everyone else tells you. Friends, stay where you were called to be. God is there. Hold the high ground with Him at your side. Now, pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. How would you define the bottom line of what it means to follow Jesus? How does that compare to the actual bottom line you see us typically practicing within the religious domains of Christianity? What is your bottom line purpose in life? Where can you find it? Lord, you have broken the chains. You have set the captives free. You have set the prisoners free from gloomy cells. You have proclaimed the year of your favor as the blast of Jubilee's trumpet reverberates still. And yet how we may linger still in bonds of doubt and ruts of dysfunction and self-imposed chains of our dead-end routines. Close the gap between proclamation and realization in me, in us. Shine your light in this cell. Slip off these chains anew, as I pass through iron. Okay, as I pass through great iron gates opening to me of their own accord, and I step out. And ah, shine your light in this new cell. Slip off these chains anew, as I pass through great iron gates opening to me of their own accord, and I step out into the street. Thenceforward, and forever free through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.